Good day, beautiful people, and welcome to Our Power is Within, a weekly podcast where you will hear inspiring testimonials by everyday people who have healed their bodies and minds of chronic pain, illness, and dis-ease. Learn about different modalities for neurohacking, rewiring your brain, upgrading your mind, and healing your body so that you can take your power back. I'm your host, Chasmith. If you've been following along and these stories shared have resonated with you, I ask that you rate, review, and click subscribe today to help me spread the message as far and wide as possible. I can't think of a better time in the world than right now where people could truly benefit from learning just how powerful we really are. Thank you so much. What has made you laugh this week? Laughter truly is medicine. It is not only good for the heart and soul, but it actually helps rewire our brain. Who would have thought? (laughs) And if this question made you realize that you haven't actually laughed this week, then I encourage you to just hit pause right now and start laughing out loud right now for no reason at all. Fake it until you feel so silly you make yourself crack up and then hit play again. I can share a funny story with you. Well, funny to me, but maybe not laugh out loud. Ha ha, funny. So I do think I am getting the hang of editing more. A little bit with each episode. I have to say the whole technology part of starting a podcast initially felt super daunting to me. I remember this one day I was sitting on the couch with my brother, aka Broski, watching a podcast webinar. I felt so overwhelmed as I sat there taking so many notes, hyper-focused on everything this guy was saying. Needless to say, after the webinar was over, I started a neuroscience show called Rewired by Dr. Joe Dispenza that shows on the network Gaia and allowed myself to watch this as a treat. (laughs) And as I was sitting there watching this show, I was completely enthralled by everything Dr. Joe was saying. And my broski looks over at me with the most confused facial expression ever and says, seriously, you get confused about the simple podcast technology stuff, but you can understand all of this show? (laughs) It literally made me crack up because, duh, of course I can. I don't know why, but the brain and everything related to our brain, our body, and healing absolutely fascinates me, and it just makes sense. So, speaking of brains, for anyone who has been following along with me from the beginning, you may have been getting very familiar with terms such as brain rewiring, neuroplasticity, and the dynamic neural retraining system by Annie Hopper. While all of my previous guests have had tremendous results through the use of the DNRS brain rewiring protocol, I am excited for our guests over the next several weeks to share with you some other self-healing approaches that have also proven to be extremely successful for each of them. So in these coming weeks, you will hear some new lingo such as MBS or mind-body syndrome, TMS, which was originally known as tension myositis syndrome, and may also be known as tension myoneural syndrome, as more practitioners have come to understand the neural connections in the brains. You will also hear about the work of Dr. Sarno, 
Steve O, Dr. Shubinar, Nicole Sachs, and her journal speak, and so much more. Speaking of journal speak, I really believe um, that journal speak is definitely a form of brain rewiring, in my opinion. Journal speak is a very specific type of journaling that was designed by Nicole Sachs based off the work of Dr. Sarno. Though it does look very different from some of the other brain rewiring programs, I can connect the dots. I like to look at this expressive journaling as a form of incrementally training my repressed emotional energy. See, the brain can perceive emotions just as threatening as it can perceive chemicals, light, sound, smells, and food, amongst other things. So for me, it makes sense to train my brain around these emotions and show my brain that these emotions are not life-threatening. And I have been having absolutely amazing success since approaching my brain retraining in this way. Now, it might not be for everyone, but it is definitely for me. And this is why I always encourage everyone to be your own experiment and use your personal agency. Only you can decide what is truly best for you in that regard. But just know there are so many wonderful tools and approaches to healing. On that note, I am excited for our guest today, Gosha Pori. She's originally from Poland and she currently lives in England. She has used a combination of brain rewiring as well as psychology principles through her healing journey with great success. She is familiar with all the work of Dr. Sarno. If you don't know who he is, I will leave some links in the show notes of his popular books. He is one of the pioneers in understanding the correlation between physical pain, illness, and emotion. I have the most lovely time chatting with this woman. She is beautiful. She is not only wise, but extremely well-spoken and so good at articulating her wisdom around self-healing through the connection of mind, body, and soul. She is a seeker of not only knowledge, but integration. And when I read a little bit about her story online before chatting with her, something that really stood out for me was a quote she said to herself when she began her journey of true healing from within, which was, you are lost. Now is the time to find yourself. And that is exactly what she did. And through her healing, she has discovered her talent and passion for coaching and helping guide others into their self-healing journey. You can find her info for her website and Instagram on my show notes. We do go deep today, so let's just get right into it. All right, I have Gosha on the line, and I am so excited to have her with me today. Gosha. Hi. Hi, Jess. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. What is going well for you today? Well, I just came back from a park just to connect with you, and I'm so glad that we're having a chance to, to connect finally. Awesome. I'm really appreciative of you being here and giving us your time. I think that you have an amazing story, and I'm really excited for the listeners to get to hear a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm so happy to share my journey and just, you know, to share hope, really, because this is like this is my passion to just sparkle hope around people so that they get empowered and heal from within. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you say sparkle hope. 
<laughs> I always imagine myself sprinkling peace as a trail that I leave behind when I'm somewhere. Mm, I love that. I have this image, especially that you come from California, <laughs> where you are in California, that you're just sprinkling the hope. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So I'll get right into uh, this story here. I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background, growing up, where you came from, and just, you know, kind of get into your chronic illness and when it became present and how you kind of connected the dots. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm happy to share everything. I'm, I'm like an open book. I'm trying to share as much so that people connect and resonate with this story so are you ready i'm ready okay so basically i i come from uh, from poland but i currently have lived in london for about eight years now and uh, i think as as far as i can remember i've always had something going and i well, when I was born, it was a martial state in Poland. So it was a hugely stressful time for my parents, which I think I've, I've probably adopted part of the anxiety from, from that time. And I always, always felt like I never belonged anywhere. So mm -hmm. my anxiety was growing. I didn't have any friends. I was this shy and creative child, or maybe not shy, but deeply insecure I would say so um, my health problems probably started when I was uh, not such a child my physical health started acting up when I was maybe in high school and later definitely uh, spiked when I was in the uni so actually whenever the stress real stress comes up in life when we have to deal with with life and and just show up um, in 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 difficult circumstances because I really connect my health issues with stress. So I'm already spoiling <laughs> the what I'm gonna be talking about. But um, I started having uh, spells of dizziness, um, a lot of um, mental fatigue and chronic fatigue. And also a lot of pain started coming up at that time, but it wasn't chronic at that at that point. It was mostly just um, some bouts bouts of of pain here and there, but it was really really confusing. I had a lot of pelvic issues, like pain and urinary tract infections, which started really upsetting me. So I was going from doctor to doctor throughout the uni just getting tests done, taking antibiotics, medications, all the tests. And from then on, it was just getting worse and worse, really. I was fainting. I was, um, I was having a lot of, uh, I think they call it vestibular migraines now. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it back then. But as I, was, uh, I started my business, I, uh, back in Poland as a graphic designer, I was under huge, huge amounts of stress. So my body was really screaming, no, and trying to release me from doing the work by just, uh, how would I put it? Just, just making me <laughs> lie down in bed, not doing anything because I was feeling so bad. And, mm. um, 
And then when when we when I had a business, me and my partner, we just decided to move to London and and follow our passions, follow follow our ambitions, and really uh, make the most of what the big civilization has to offer. And you know the opportunities with um, I, I I've been a creative spirit always so uh, following that path and graphic design career and right after the move to London well this is when really things started getting complicated I I became so ill I very quickly found a job which I was so stressing about and putting so much pressure god I, I remember being this person that I literally put everything on this one horse Everything has to work out in a perfect, controlled way, according to my um, wisely schemed plan, which is just get a perfect job in my career, find a find an apartment, buy buy a place or on our own, and just uh, be happy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as you know, life has its own ways, and our bodies and our minds and our souls they have a different plans and different time schedule for for everything that we we have planned yeah so on my first day of work I I had to call in sick (laughs) so my ideal perfect job was was just so heavily already um uh endangered by my health issues and I from then on I was just getting worse and worse after three months of being at work I had to call in sick almost I don't know a few times each week and yeah that's that's heavy it's even heavy to talk about even though I I talk about this with people but it's just you know you we have this self-compassion for the past ourselves when we look back at this period of time so it's just kind of touching me when I'm talking about this but I really was that lost person that was just really seeking for answers yes and I imagine I'll stop you for a minute and just you know when you start you have this idea of this perfect life and then you start this job that you're that you think you love and all of a sudden you're finding these illnesses being a inconvenience that are interfering with your job I imagine there's a lot of emotion that comes up around um, that and feelings you know towards the illness and the frustrations or the anger or the fear is that correct yeah I love how you phrase this the inconvenience of being ill oh my god this is so accurate I felt like my health was completely secondary to Uh, my job performance so actually really big health issues I was completely denying myself Mm -hmm. the um, full gravity of what I was going through I was in complete denial of this I was just worried about how that's going to look how that's going to be seen by my boss and that was my biggest concern really uh, which it's real for so many of, of people who deal with this when they're no longer able to continue the work, the passion, and struggle with that part uh, when their safety and security is, is um, 
while put uh, to question, they no longer, like, I didn't know how, how the future is going to look like when they quit work. And I actually was sacked from work. I was dismissed on account of my health issues. I could no longer sit. I had pelvic pain. I had mus- muscular. I had um, pudendal neuro- neuralgia and back pains. There, there's a whole number of conditions, sciatica, Oh my God, I could just sit here and list them forever. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't nice at all. And on top of this, I was then left in the foreign country, left at home without any plan or support on what to do. Right. Yeah. So what happens next? What do you do? Well, I went through the typical conventional medicine path as as most people do with running from doctor to doctor going to uh harley uh, street physiotherapist is is extremely um is an extremely um let's say expensive area of london to go to a doctor but obviously they 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 were saying that is is the best i can do for for my for a treatment for my pelvic pains and then I went to a pain clinic um, nothing really was helping I was on loads of medications completely depressed going to a therapist and um, I had a um, I had um, lined up the Botox in injections to mm-hmm. to alleviate the pain which I so chickened out <laughs> in the last moment from so I didn't go there but I just didn't go there because there was something that sparked my interest at a time so my mom and that was probably around a year and a half into my um, stay in London my 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 health issues in London mm-hmm. so my mom she told me about this um, Mongolian doctor um, that was in Poland, she helped her with my mom's um, issues back in the days. So, well, I just wanted to know more basically about this. And it was risky because I um, I couldn't sit. There was no way for me to, I didn't, I couldn't imagine sitting for 10 minutes. Can you imagine that? Oh my God. Now sit sitting comfortably here in front of my computer is such a uh, completely different way of being to how I was back then yeah absolutely so did you still end up going to Poland to see this doctor or did you Mm, yeah I went (laughs) so because I didn't see any hope I didn't see any hope in here and my mom said you know what this is your last uh last thing you I comes to my mind I have nothing more to recommend you and I said you know what I'm just gonna I just have to bear with the journey on the plane so what did I do I I I asked people around how how long I have to sit on the takeoff what's the what's the minimal amount of time I will have to sit during the journey on the plane so I just sat 
like 10 minutes on the uh, takeoff and on the landing. I stood for the whole journey on the plane. I wow. Stood, I stood on the bus to the airport. That was heavy. <laughs> wow. But you went. I went. I, I, I'm this kind of person that if I put something into my, like, in my mind, I will do it no matter what. And, and the grit, I have to tell you, the grit and the determination that really put me into so many uh, stresses in my life and put me under a lot of pressure is what helped me get out of this. Mm-hmm. So I went to Poland and it was just before Christmas. And I said, I'm not moving from here until this doctor tells me something that's will give me hope and just she will just heal me basically I was just relying on her to heal me and obviously I was researching a lot of things at that time so the journey to Poland coincided with me uh, discovering a concept of mind-body connection so I came with a lot of questions to her and this lovely lady I just love her because she we were in touch still for many years even though she wasn't the source of my healing but she was a huge source of encouragement and hope and so I went to her she looked at me and she said dear I cannot really help you (laughs) you're in such a poor state (laughs) I can do some acupuncture but it's not going to heal you Mm. And I was, oh my God, I was just before Christmas and she said, come back by uh, New Year's Eve and we're just going to come up with some plan. So I came back and she said, I'm going to throw you some uh, sessions of acupuncture and we're going to uh, help unblock some things. Uh, I don't know what. But really, I, I used that time with her to ask her about mind-body connection and she told me well basically this the what you have to do is to start doing yoga from now on and to stop stressing and I was like whoa are you really sure that my illness is is based on stress only I'm sure there are some physical components and she's like just trust me, you know, there, there, <laughs> there is a lot you can do uh, through, through working with your mind-body. And I was just so intrigued. It was just this, at this time, just, just a huge gateway opened for me. And um, from then on, I just really started researching on the subject that a person, <laughs> for a person that is ill is actually good to research not just looking at the symptoms and you know what can go wrong but actually looking at the mind body connection so so what did that lead you to what did you find in that that was a catalyst for your healing yeah that's such a good question what was the catalyst actually when I discovered the work of John Sarno that was a huge eye-opener so obviously I had a lot of doubts of like, like probably everyone who goes through that work. 
uh, how would that work for me? But I was, I was at my wits, basically. I was so desperate for something to work. It felt deep inside me that just reading this book, that it was the path for me. And for me, I, I deeply inside of me believed that this will take me to my healing. And I, did, I, I cannot put my finger what shift occurred in my mind so quickly because it was very, very rapid. And it just, I just delved so deep into his work and every similar work that I could get in my hands at the time that was um, formulated uh, based on mind-body uh, connection and medicine. Mm. And what did um, what did that look like on a day to day? What were the the habits or the disciplines that you implemented, or the rituals, the routines? Like, what did you do with the mind body work? What what did you actually take away from Doctor Sarno and implement? Yeah, so um, that's a good question. I I started with John Sarno. I also started reading uh, bits about neuroscience and belief. That was such a big eye opener. Joe Dispenza books and all those things I started experimenting because I'm such a curious little person (laughs) and I've developed a routine that consisted mainly of it was quite simple at the beginning and I think this is the determination and how I applied things not really what I applied but I think there's a lot in how I applied things that really saved me from the illness. So to answer your question, I started doing with mind uh, body scan meditation guided by John Kabat-Zinn. And I started doing this on daily basis, which is 45 minutes meditation. Just this bit was quite long. But I devoted all my days to healing at at the beginning, I started doing yoga, which I taught myself from books and um, online tutorials. For years, I'd never gone anywhere to a yoga class. I, I learned everything um, from the internet. I started uh, rewiring my brain instinctively. There wasn't much of like very specific guidance from what I did find in the books. There were snippets here and there, but I just started uh, combining them intuitively and also used uh, John Sarno to heal my emotions from uh, deeply seated trauma. What did you do to heal your emotions? Yeah, so I was uh, using, well, uh, Sarno's techniques, which is expressive writing, I was, okay. yeah, I was working a lot on my breath, which is releasing breath work, so uh, which is releasing some of emotions. Uh, yoga, yin yoga, is releasing uh, emotions as well. I was doing a lot of um, inner child work, and um, I wouldn't say a lot. I would say more consistently than a lot, but it's just. Uh, intuitively based on what I read in Sarno that that what led me into exploring my connection to how I was uh, as a child what really happened 
that I completely blocked from from my memory. I always thought I was a really happy and just, you know, carefree child. I don't know. Um, I felt like I was really chilled <laughs> for most <laughs> of my life, which was not true. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think so many of us um, end up on that path. Like, wait, what? I wasn't. Oh, wait, I have anger. <laughs> yeah. So you said you kind of intuitively, without even realizing it, were you were rewiring your brain. What did what does that look like? What were you doing that was considered brain rewiring? Yeah. So um, it's basically catching all the triggers. Well, first of all, you have to define the patterns of the triggers and look at them, how they play out in my brain and look uh, literally take a bird's eye view at my responses, whether that's my mental response to what's happening in the situation, uh, bring to awareness all my physiological, how I react physiologically and how I react to it emotionally and on energy level. So basically, how do I sense uh, what's happening when the trigger occurs? So it's really uh, slowing down and becoming present. This is how it started. Me as completely anxious person that always was on on the run and was always busy. I really had to slow down everything to almost stop still and look at everything I was doing uh, with a magnifying glass. So I would just literally explore and inspect and um, just really investigate all my responses to the triggers. And um, from what I was reading, uh, that I knew my fear and my response of the response of my brain is actually what's hooking me up to pain and hooking mm -hmm. me up to autoimmune uh, responses. I was chronically... Uh, having infections I was just um, like my my I was I was having dizzy spells I was fainting so it was not just pain and as I was started discovering from reading various things that and and just some studies and articles you know it's, it's not really one thing it's just so many things that is all actually deep-seated in our brain and it's all connected to the rest of our body on the um, on the um, level of our emotions and how our emotions dictate uh, the response. So it's just literally looking at every detail of my existence that I could pinpoint to to stop mm -hmm. the triggers. Yeah, just bring everything to awareness. And I was just, it, it felt a bit like I was fighting with myself at the time. I, I was, because I had to be so aware of every moment of the day, how I was walking, how I was keeping my body, what position I was taking, if I was not compensating my movements uh, so that they felt less triggering, you know? Mm -hmm. And I started using this all as rewiring. And when there were actual symptoms or the flare-ups or triggers coming up, I would just interrupt them at that occasion and just really redirect my attention 
to something different. And, and at this point, I was experimenting with various things, uh, on refocus, refocusing on internal emotions or refocusing on the um, story, on the vision that I wanted to embody. Mm, yes, absolutely. In the brain retraining program that I've been following, um, one of the things that we obviously are encouraged to do daily is to think greater than we feel. So in those moments of those physical triggers, can we think greater than those physical feelings, you know? Yeah. And I love redirect, that. redirect that focus. Like you're saying. Yeah. That sounds exactly as it feels. It's just exactly you're going, using your cognitive brain to completely detach from the whole emotional aspect so that you don't get hijacked by the triggers and you are in in power effectively on how you respond even if the pain still continues or the trigger still uh, comes up yes it will for a while but the power that you have and the consistency and the grit and stamina in those occurrences I, I believe that was what, what really helped me heal along with the emotional excavation, I would have to say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The combination of the two, that's beautiful. And just not letting, like you said, not allowing this trigger, this physical sensation, not to create a story around it, to not have the fear and create this whole future scenario of what's actually happening to me that's not actually even truth, you know? I think mm -hmm. that's where some of us get really caught up is we have this physical sensation and we make an entire story around what that means. And it's usually not a positive outcome <laughs> in our <laughs> mind. And that's where we need to bring that awareness back in and think above that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that's so well said. Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly how that works because we, um, I think, I think human uh, are actually afraid and frightened of the power that sleeps inside of them. We are so conditioned to not believe in the amount of power and capacity and um, really how much we get to control and create in our life mm. that we, we often don't know uh, what we get to create in our life and in fact we create everything that we see now everything has been created at some point in the past yes absolutely it's so well said absolutely we are the creators we are creating every day I, I, I tell people all the time we're creating consciously or unconsciously so you know make your choice I want to be <laughs> conscious yeah totally of course 95% of your uh, mind is a subconscious mind subconscious part of it then you better get friends with as much as you can of the subconscious mind or at least try to understand it so that as much as possible gets you know you you get to maybe not control but become aware of so that you can navigate your experience and your creation by just uh, having a plan or just taking a charge on a daily basis of what you think, what you feel, and what you do, because that's mm -hmm. all there is. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know you mentioned Dr. Joe Dispenza and I love that he talks all the time about those emotional addictions, just noticing too, if there's this repeat emotion that always shows up in your life, asking yourself, is that really authentic for me? Or is this just a pattern that I'm stuck in, you know? Yeah, totally. I agree with you. And uh, really those patterns and those emotions that we have patterns of and they manifest in um, I don't know if you've noticed they manifest in various areas of, of our lives sometimes in the work life or in relationships or uh, in small and big situations and sometimes you just always feel feel maybe not seen or maybe other person will always feel rejected and mm-hmm. it's always this pattern of wounds that we carry but they are also to be healed. They also get to be healed through this deep emotional journey where we actually go into the inner child and heal those fragments of psyche that were left behind and uh, repressed. This is when we heal actually by integrating all those lost pieces because those patterns, those wounded patterns that you mentioned, they're actually opportunities to heal. You can treat them just as triggers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just one in the same of the physical triggers. They're the physical responses. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Information for us to heal. Mm-hmm. I like how you said opportunities because that's how I see all of it. It's all an opportunity. Yeah, and this this mindset um, reframing in those situations, it is so difficult for many people and I can totally totally understand but it's knowing that everything there is always a plan there is plan for you to be in this moment and whatever is happening is happening for your future you get an opportunity now to become more resilient maybe if that's a stressful situation you're going through or maybe uh, more aware if there's something at the moment you're you're blocking and there's mm-hmm. always opportunities for growth in those difficult, challenging moments. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, something that you said way earlier in the beginning of your story was um, how now that you can share this story and you're past those, those years and that time that you can hear yourself share this story and feel self-compassion. And I think that's a really big opportunity that a lot of us have is, learning how to step into that compassion for ourselves, you know? Mm. Yeah, I hear you. The self-compassion is actually the element that is so hard for people to get a grasp on because the mind that gets ill, I don't want to generalize, but there is often deep-seated self-hatred often. And... Uh, lack of that self-compassion so that we lose those fragments of our soul on the way and just um, we don't want to get and be have anything to do with those parts of us ours that we don't accept that we don't appreciate that we don't like seeing and this is the exact reason why they need to be integrated and loved and um, embrace with, with compassion. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I know in my own journey, I realize that when I go into those emotions, those very real raw, even if it's anger, that by the time I get to the bottom of it, I realize I actually have more compassion because I realize that all that anger just came from this little girl that hurt from something and she just needed to be seen, heard, understood, and she just needed a voice. Mm. That's so beautifully said. That's exactly what's happening. You just need to take take a step back and it's not just and it's not just thinking about that part of ours that was lost. It's really feeling that part. It's really going deeply and, and just it's almost as if you moved back in time and just feel all the rawness of how it was back then. How did it feel awfully when you were not understood, when your parents uh, invalidated your emotions, or how bad did it feel when someone bullied you? It takes courage, yeah. lots and lots of courage. Yeah, and for the listeners out there, I honestly just want to... If you're in that place where you're lost or you're confused or you feel like there's no hope, I just want, I want you to know that we're all courageous. There's courage within all of us. I know that every one of you has the courage. I promise it's there. It is. Mm. That's so good you said that because it goes back to the, the power that each of us has huge amounts of power within and huge amounts of courage that we just need to release. We just need to allow it and just trust that it's there. And sometimes the biggest courage is not doing all the work just yet. It's just taking the step into asking for help or, or uh, getting some support or just believing. Oh, my yes. God, there's so much courage in just believing. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree. Gosha, this is beautiful. I love this conversation and where it's been going. Um, I want to ask what this journey of healing, once you discovered all this and started doing this work, what, what what's the time frame? What How long was it before you really started noticing the changes in your body and um, getting more to that place where you felt recovered? Mm, yeah. So my recovery was extremely speedy, I have to say. And this is in, in the frame of first three months since, since I started reading Sarno and experimenting with other books and other modalities, doing yoga and, and meditation and rewiring. It was three months until I was 70% okay and at this point, I was like, I'm on top of the world, really. Mm, yes. 70% in three months. And then another two or three months when I was 100% healthy. And I was wow. feeling better than ever before in my life. Wow. It's just because all of the layers change. It's not just the physical um, physical health that changes when you go through a journey. It's just because your emotions, your mental state, everything changes. And through the empowerment you get, you just get such a hype. <laughs> That's why you just wake up a completely different person. Yes, yes. And you took the words right out of my mind. I literally was going to ask you what shifted other than physical symptoms. And you just told us. 
<laughs> mind reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, and that's that's why it's it's really mind, body, and spirit healing, uh, or mind, body, and soul, however you want to call this. They all have to heal simultaneously at the same time so that it makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what is your Greatest gift from your pain? Mm, that's such a good question. God, let me think about this. I, th- I think it's a gift of pain, really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, You're it's, not the first person to say that. <laughs> really? Yeah, the gift of the pain itself. Really? Oh, my God. It's, I don't know why, but it just felt... It's... People make jokes about when you uh, connect, like when you can feel your pain, you feel fully alive. And obviously when you are in that state of chronic illness and chronic pain, that doesn't sound uh, very plausible and that doesn't like, so it sounds very abstract. But when you're on the other side, you get to see how much of... um, connection with yourself you get through the experience of pain and through braving through that experience and not pushing through let's not make it that but through uh, walking right through this fire with uh, an open heart and just just really hope that you're gonna find the healing Mm -hmm. yes absolutely and Yeah, I know something that I've said before, and I'll say again, is that the pain, it's sometimes, and you said it earlier, you said, I was so desperate. And I think that sometimes what it does is it, it gets us to a point where we're so desperate, we'll literally do anything to get better. And as you also said, to connect the dots is in the midst of exploring that mind-body connection and doing the mind-body work, you get better, not physically, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally in your whole life transforms and transcends. And I don't know sometimes if you don't have that desperation that you'll do the work to get there. Mm, That's a well said. Yeah, I couldn't say it better. It's exactly how you phrased it. Um, so I have a couple more questions. This has been wonderful. Um, for the listeners, I was wondering if off the top of your head, you had, you know, if there's somebody out there, like I said, they're really intrigued by what we're saying and what you're talking about. And it's intuitively kind of starting to make sense to them and they, but they don't know where to begin who I know you mentioned Dr. Sarno a lot, but who either what books or what authors or what um, experts in the field of mind-body, who would you recommend? Where would be the starting point that you would send them on this journey? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say I would recommend definitely reading some books of Louise Hay. Um, Like you can heal your life maybe. Um, Definitely John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, he's a pioneer of mindfulness, um, which impacted me a lot because we get so desperate and anxious uh, during their illness. I would say Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton 
must read. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's one of my favorite humans. He is so is he? funny. Oh, uh, yeah, he's amazing. Well, yes. people, people could also read, your listeners could also read maybe something like The Quantum Doctor. I'm not sure if you read it. I think the author is Amit Goswami. It was interesting for me as well. Okay. And at the time I also read the book that was very interesting. It showed the journey of someone who was healing from pain. It was called The Great Pain Deception. Yeah, I, Steve Ozanich. Yeah, yeah. But interesting book is also um, the Carolyn Miss uh, Anatomy of a Spirit. Um, Anatomy of the Spirit. Yep, I've read that one. Yeah. And very similar title, but The Anatomy of Healing by uh, Erica Polly or something like that. Uh, I can I can leave you um, that if, if you're leaving notes for, for your listeners mm -hmm. um, to put that in. So it's called The Anatomy of Healing from what I remember. Okay. It was very interesting. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good amount. <laughs> Thank you. And if you had one piece of advice, it doesn't even have to be one piece of advice. Let's just say if you had any advice or any message for the listeners, for somebody who, like I said, is feeling in that, um, that despair, that hopelessness, or who's desperate and who just doesn't know the direction to go, or who maybe hasn't quite gotten to a place of the belief yet, what would you share with them? Mm. Yeah. Thinking. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. Um, because it's a good question and I, 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 I've been wanting to kind of move myself back to the time mentally to think what would I want to hear back then. I would say... Even if you don't believe just yet, 100%, just trust that you are, even if there is a small percentage of people that heal from within, assume and trust that you are within that percentage and just do everything to the dot with consistency as you view where to heal anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For those of you guys listening, um, Gosha is a coach now, and she actually has a program that helps people on their healing journey. And um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes, my program is called Good Day Healing, because I want every day to be a good day. I love and it. <laughs> I really uh, created this uh, to combine all of the best things that have worked for me and on my journey helping others whenever people uh, were asking what helped me because obviously there are always people asking uh, after you've healed so I've combined all that and polished it so that it's really um top spec and a really fully supported program to heal from um, 
various of conditions like chronic, chronic symptoms, not only chronic pain. Mm. But it contains healing trauma, uh, breaking through the mind-body barrier, which is the full understanding of the mind-body connection. And that's the juicy part. Yeah. Is it a self-guided or is it a guided by you? It's completely, it's fully supported. So um, it's completely adapted to the person that comes through the door, uh, online door, let's put it this way. Um, we, I coach people online using the lessons that are based for understanding and education, like neuroeducation and education of subconscious mind and how the brain works. They get all the steps exactly clearly um, displayed in videos uh, but then is fully supported by my one-on-one coaching and then they get to ask me all the questions they want throughout 90 days of of the time when it's happening wonderful wonderful so for those of you guys listening if this message resonates with you or you feel a connection to her then you know don't hesitate to reach out because that's what we need to do is we need support. We need community. We need to reach out to people who we really feel connected to, or we can see, you know, a a connection between our story and theirs. It it helps. It really helps. So um, Gosha, where can people find you in the world of uh, the wild web and uh, social media? Yeah. So I'm the most active on the Instagram with my handle being my first and the second name, Gosia Porai. Uh, and I've got a website that is the same, my first and second name, goshaporai.com. And my program is called Good Day Healing, but it's hosted within that website. Okay. It's best to catch me on the Instagram. I'm very responsive. So Whatever questions you have, have, just DM me, hit me with those questions. I'm going to reply them all. Awesome. Thank you. And I will um, put the uh, spelling of that in the show notes for you guys. All right, Gosha. Um, I'll wrap this up, but I wanted to just know if you had any last minute, any questions or any for me or any last minute uh, advice, tips, tricks, anything at all you wanted to say to anyone on the other end. Oh, yes. I think I wouldn't want to leave without saying uh, to all of your listeners that really it's all about finding the root of and the root cause of what you're going through so that you can heal. This is so important to understand that you're not just made out of those physical parts that get ill or are just being uncomfortable it's just the whole of you that needs to heal and I'm just so grateful to you just for this opportunity to share my story and um, yeah if you would just um, uh, be able to tell me what is your um, your biggest takeaway and your actually um, how would you say, uh, I'm very interested of how you would answer the question of the, the ultimate, uh, how did you put it, the tip or no, was it a thought, takeaway from your healing that you, you want to advise uh, your 
audience? Hmm, great question. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's 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 having faith and believing in the power within us. You've said it over and over. I'll say it again. There's a reason my podcast is called Our Power is Within. And it's because the longer that I have been on this journey, which, you know, for the listeners, this this doesn't just end um, one random day. <laughs> this is a lifelong journey. Healing is a lifelong journey because as Gosha has mentioned, it's mind, body, and soul. And we're as humans here in this world, we're just constantly, you know, having new experiences and new stressors and, and we're having this very real human experience. And and that requires us to always be on this journey and that's okay. It can be beautiful. I remember there was a point where I looked at it as work and it exhausted me. And now I see it as a joy. I see it as something I'm so blessed to get to do. And, and so I think shifting our mindset around what it takes to do the quote unquote work, how we perceive it, how we approach it, and just and just holding the faith that we really are powerful. We really can do this. Every single one of us, no one, no one is exempt. No one is not special enough. Every single person is powerful mm. enough. Love that. Oh my God. I have, I have literally shivers. <laughs> <laughs> love that all right so i will wrap it up and i will just say once again gosha thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom today with us thank you so much that was a huge pleasure all right self-healers that is a wrap i hope mine and gosha's conversation today brought some inspiration into your life thank you once again for being here on this healing journey with me and tuning in weekly Remember to rate, review, and subscribe today. And if you have a friend who could benefit from the story shared today, text them a link right now so they can be inspired to take their power back. Over the next week, I encourage you once again to find a reason to laugh more often, smile, and be grateful for even the simple pleasures in life. I know sometimes more now than ever before, it can feel hard. It really can, but I promise it is worth it. So until next time, make this week great.